It's the old Doctor Who show, episode number 71, Silver Nemesis. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a jelly, Toby? The TARDIS, when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. Reverse the polarity of the neutron flow, so the TARDIS will be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's like a first, obviously. Resulting reaction decided. Welcome back to the old Doctor Who show, your classic tri-weekly Doctor Who review podcast. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Eric. Uh, I don't know when you're, when you're listening to this. Joined always by... I'm Dan, and I do know when you're listening to this. Oh, you do? I, I'm always, I'm literally He's behind everyone at every moment. He's very into the analytics. They call them Analytics <laughs> Dan. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing podcasts are known for is their extensive analytics. Oh, yeah. So how are you, How Dan? are you? I'm How's good. everything? Yeah? Yeah, I'm good. I feel like uh, it, it felt longer, I think, since the, almost like we took a break, but we didn't. No, I, I had was. had the same feeling. I had to look, like, has it? Has it been three weeks or four weeks? Because it really feels so much has happened. It's a brand new year. It is. 2019 is underway. It's already so much better. The sun is shining. Birds are tweeting. What? Right. I was going to say, yeah, this is future Dan Eric, right? This is the first podcast we're doing of 2017. 2019. (laughs) (laughs) It's a time travel show, folks. We didn't go back in time. No. Uh, This is also our... We started in 2015, so we've just hit an anniversary of... Math fans tell me it is four years old. We're four years old. We're four years old. Which is kind of nice, because this is... uh, the 25th anniversary story that we're going to be doing. Yeah, it so is. there's anniversaries all around. You wouldn't really know it was a 25th. Well, I guess we'll you could. We'll get into there's that. A couple of things. Should we just we'll, get into it? I mean, we saw a New Year's Eve Doctor Who special. I don't know if we really need to talk about it. Do you want to it. talk about it? I, I mean, I don't think so, right? I mean, give, give me give me your give me your one sentence review or feelings about the uh, okay. special. Okay. I don't know if it's because I'm hungover. But I actually can't remember a thing about it. Like my brain's like, okay, I know I saw it. Yeah. And I know, and I'm I'm getting it confused with the finale. But right. it was. Let me see if I can if I can. Uh, there was a microwave that here. featured prominently. It was a called resolution. Yep. Right. Yes. And That's the father good, good was in it. Our friend, yeah. uh, one of the companions' father. So that was a. There were some good scenes there that I liked. Those the only you until told me the those are the only scenes you liked, actually. Until the end, I thought the end was kind of corny a little bit. I mean, because you yeah. have this, the sac- it's constantly sacrificing, everyone's sacrificing. I can tell you I really di- don't like the way that they write the Doctor, and this really exemplified that, when yeah. uh, the Doctor says, like, you know, to the aliens... I can't remember what aliens with some, some kind of aliens like don't come back here. Me and my mates uh, got the planet covered, and it's like you're the doctor. You're better than humans. It's not you're not equal. It's the doctor. Like you don't need to, you know, keep downplaying her worth all the time, right? Do you get the sense that I, it's, it's she's she's like a she's she's a companion. It's like a show made of four companions, right? Right? Yeah. No, you you. 
I think I'm with you on uh, a lot of uh, a lot of that. I I feel like uh, you and I have talked about this separately, and maybe even on the show. But that the fact that she almost feels like she's stumbling into the answers, yeah. where she's like, I, I'm, "I'll figure it out. I'm the doctor. I always figure it out." And it's like, actually, just do it. Don't don't make your. Why are they making her into a bumbling doctor that isn't um, that we don't have any real sense? She's actually a genius or that she's clever she just happens to be and it's all this um feels like random happenstance that things kind of work out for her where other doctors who are have that bumbling persona they use that to their advantage to throw people off so that they you know can actually do the clever things where it just feels like they're I don't. They don't. It doesn't feel like they know what they want to do with her, and I don't think it's Jodie Whittaker's fault at all. No, I, I, I completely put it on the writing and and showrunners. Yeah, hundred percent. I did not come up with this observation, but somebody somewhere somebody wrote something where like all of the other doctors have something internal that they're struggling with mm-hmm. in the new series. You know, um, you know, like Christopher Eccleston, the ninth Doctor, was f- racked with guilt because of the time. You know, he. He, he uh, caused the death of all the Daleks and, and the Time Lords. And then you had mm-hmm. sort of... Um, Still coming out of the Time yeah, War. Yeah, David yeah. Tennant was sort of his love of Rose and like all the stuff with Rose and then the things that happened with her. And that was sort of working in there. And I felt like Matt Smith was like he had a mystery to un- unravel, at least in the beginning. Right. with Like there was some thing under the surface that they were struggling with and dealing with. Peter right. Capaldi was... Again, kind of, am I a good person? Am I not a good person? Like, all of that stuff. Right, right. Whereas I can't tell you what this doctor is struggling with or dealing with. She just wants friends. She wants fam. Like, I 100% agree. There's nothing, there's no internal conflict there. Uh, It doesn't matter. I just, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, Dan. I think you told me enough. That's yeah, great. Yeah, let's talk about the old stuff. Uh, yeah. The silver nemesis, uh, which is not without its problems. <laughs> oh. Uh, so let's right. hit. Yeah. Well, I play playing my hand a little early. Uh, let's hit yep. the button. All uh, right. Move away from our negativity and into the positive town. Let's, let's paint ourselves <laughs> silver uh, like that weird Ewok uh, that I saw at a crash worship show. In the 90s, uh, where they were throwing firecrackers at the audience, and the guy was completely naked, painted silver, and a guy that looked like Rod Stewart was yelling, F the fire department, it's crash worship. Hit that button. See how my poison is as deadly as ever, Richard. And I shall look after the sick, which reminds me, I'll return to Briggs his money. Get up, I tell you, Richard, were there men of silver like these here in our day, my life had been quite different. Now I'll let them destroy each other. And then we'll take the nemesis. That's ludicrous. Unless, of course, the head's made of gold. That's real gold? Yes, the only substance to which they're vulnerable. Classic. Ah! Gold dipped in poison. Lady Penfort's calling card. I really think we should be getting out of here, Ah, Doctor. I really think you're right. (laughs) My lady, who is that little man? 
Oh, glorious evil. It is he. All right, this is Silver Nemesis, Dan. This is the third serial of the 25th season. And as you had said, it's the 25th anniversary, 25th seasons, 25th years of fun. Uh, this is coming to us in November of two, 19, of 2000, of 1988. Uh, this is an interesting story in that uh, it, it's uh, three factions are sort of competing for a meteor. Uh, so the doctor finds himself entangled with the Cybermen, bunch of neo-Nazis for some reason, and a 17th century sorceress uh, named Lady Pain Fart, right? Does it sound like Pain Fart? At least one sure. reading of it. And it was, that's an unfortunate, that's an unfortunate name. Uh, anyway, all three of these groups uh, seem to be after this magical statue that when uh, in a classic almost Resident Evil puzzle uh, that you have to uh, go around and find a bow and find a silver arrow and you put it into the statue and then you get all the power of the universe. Not 100% sure how any of this works or is connected, uh, but that's the thing. So will the doctor stop the Nazis, uh, or will he stop the Cybermen, or will uh, the, we fall asleep uh, while we're watching? I don't know. Uh, Dan, what did you think of Silver's Nemesis? Silver Fox. Oh, wait. No, this was, I'm sorry, written by Kevin Clark yep. and directed by Chris Clough. Clough? Clough. Clough. We have been corrected twice. Chris Clough. And this is, it is Clough. All right. Chris Clough. And Clough. Kevin Clark, who, uh, from what I read, I think wrote this story on the back of a napkin and read <laughs> it in front of, uh, you know, when he was pitching the story. Which, yep. you know, kind of shows. And I heard also, just a little backstory here, that the uh, Cybermen were sort of added in, maybe because it was the 25th anniversary and they needed the Cybermen. So maybe the original story may have included the Nazis and the uh, woman from Lady the 16th Pain century. Fort. And then, because it does feel a little bit like the uh, Cybermen were added in. But enough about me, Dan. What did you think of this? Um, well, I went into it. <clears throat> for some reason, I thought that this was a widely disliked story. Um, so I had very low expectations for it. Yeah, I have no idea what then to... was was pleasantly surprised by oh. how much I kind of enjoyed it. It, mm. it was it was a, a fine story. Uh, there was a lot going on, and I feel like maybe your read on on adding the Cybermen kind of later, um, maybe that, if that was true, it definitely feels that way. Um, uh, because we just did have a lot of factions here, and it probably could have been fine with just the two. Although the Nazi part of it really felt like that was the afterthought, and it could have been more interesting with just the Cybermen and Lady Painfort, but whatever. As it was, um, yeah, it was it was a pretty interesting story. What I liked most about this, uh, again, and I said this in the previous couple of uh, stories that we've watched, the continuing, evolving relationship between the Doctor and Ace. Uh, I think there are moments, um, you know, hanging out at that at the jazz concert, um, laying back in uh, in the forest, listening to her souped-up boombox. Um, those moments were great. Uh, traveling just the two of them together, back and forth between the 1600s and uh, the uh, 1988 to you know kind of put this puzzle together just the two of them I really enjoyed their relationship more than anything else in the story but overall it was it was fine the only thing that really bothered me a lot in this story was the over reliance on their uh, the Cybermen's big bullseye on their chest that says please don't 
don't hit me with gold. Here, well, the, yeah, right the, the Cyberman thing is one totally ridiculous, ever... especially when there's much later, maybe part three, uh, the neo-Nazi group and the Cybermen are sort of like, uh, we want to help you. How can you help us? We're, un, you know, unstoppable. And the Cybermen oh God, are yes. saying this whole thing like, you know, don't you, we're pretty much invincible, except for that uh, sensitive guy with the ponytail that has the worst pullback bow uh, yeah. thing ever. That's a problem for them. Literally one guy, is like 18 <laughs> Cybermen in a field yep. can't take down that one guy with his the weakest pullback. Yep. Um, but yeah, but so they have no, they have nothing to... Um, to be bragging about as far as how powerful they are when that was yeah. stopping them and they needed to hire Nazis, only two Nazis, uh, to do it. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, you're, I noted this at the time. DeFlores, who's the uh, the neo-Nazi leader, uh, is trying to, trying to, you know, craft a deal with the cyber leader and says, you know, uh, uh, gold overcomes the Cybermen. We have no such weakness. No, you're not... You know, weak to gold, but literally everything else in the world is going to kill you. So how are they going to think that they, it's just so pretty. a regular arrow would kill you, Mister Nazi? So it doesn't have to be gold tipped. Uh, kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah, again, I feel like the Nazis were almost a weird little afterthought. Well, how did I don't the, know why they were why they were necessary right. at all in this. But, well, okay. I, I will add because I didn't say what <clears throat> I thought of this. I didn't like it as much as you. I think there's a lot of really funny moments in it. There was a lot mm -hmm. of good moments in it. Like you pointed out, Ace and the Doctor are amazing together. Just her, you know, do you have explosives? No, I don't. I, that, I'm not a good girl. Well, go blow that thing up. That kind of stuff right, is very exactly. funny. I love that. Um, it's those moments between the two of them that just make me so happy. The I love Cybermen it. listening to jazz and then saying, this is doesn't make any sense or this is nonsense or whatever. I wrote that line down, but that was very funny. So there, there yeah. were moments that were great. But yeah. I, I also felt it was very middle of the road. And by the end, mm -hmm. it was to me, it felt very flat. And there's just scenes where people talking and the Cybermen with a gun is just standing there. And it's like, what is going on? Like, what is going on? Who's after what? How do the Nazis even know about all of this meteor stuff? And they sort of say maybe Hitler was foreseeing the arrival of the Cybermen at one point. And yeah, just to put a note in that, like, it's. I don't actually, honestly, don't know how true this is, but it, it has become true in popular fiction about the Nazis that they were very much into the occult. I mean, this is the whole Raiders of the Lost Ark thing, yeah. and you know that that stuff. So, so they could have at least explained it in that way that you know Hitler was very interested in the occult, and he this this was a story that's been passed down because it's you know from the 1600s that there was this this meteor whatever they could have explained it in some way, and I guess that's just maybe sort of implied. It's a that there was that, the whole thing but is it was, very is a reach. Yeah. So the. To timeline it for me, because I oh, definitely boy. got All confused. Right. Uh, oh, can I, can I just uh, one note real quick? Oh, so yeah. I said that coming into this, I thought that it was a widely panned story. Um, but I, I looked at the uh, the fan review, the fan ratings from 1988, the Doctor the Who magazine like it. awards. Um, it's in the top quarter of stories. All right. So I can see why people. Which is which is kind of it, it was a little surprise. Well. It was not terrible. I would give it three out of five. If oh, actually, no, no, no. Like that. I'm sorry. I have it backwards. Wait, what? It's oh, in so the it's bottom hated. quarter. Okay. It's it's one sixteen out of one sixty at the time. Wait, but all right, no, of, never. That makes a lot more sense. Is that of this doctor or of the entire show? All all sh all stories that had aired up to 1988. Okay. 1998. 1998. Yeah, yeah. I did not. I did not. Uh, For whatever that's worth, but that's you know that's the biggest fan poll. So anyway, 
okay, that that aligns much more <laughs> clearly with what I what I expected. I did love okay. the I liked the when they were sort of the Ren fairing it. Uh, so they go in 16th century and they take this funny juice and they do the blackout time travel, which who hasn't been there <laughs> at least once, and then they end up. You know, in the present, and they're walking down, and the two street toughs are like, "Hey, oh who are you God. guys, social workers? Social I thought workers. that was funny. Like, we yeah. want to tell you our problems. You know, my yeah. dad never told me he loved me, so I loved all of that stuff. And the fact that they get all of their clothes taken off <laughs> and they're hanging upside down, and the doctor just walks up and is like, "What happened to you? Whatever, like, yep. we got beat up by social workers, or or who did this to you, social workers? That was funny." That was hilarious. I like. I mean, it was it was so weird to to have to see them just like stripped naked down to their boxers yeah. and hanging from upside down from a tree was just so odd. I, like I don't that. know I where that was, that was coming from. Was um, but what I was saying before was help me timeline this. Okay, right? Because I know. Sure. I'm, let's I'm see what happens here. So in this we're gonna get this. We're going to get this all completely wrong, but let's yeah, give it a shot. Fine. We're totally going to get it wrong. Who cares? <laughs> uh, so there is a meteor. Or no, well, there is a piece, this this metal. What's the metal called? It's okay, so special. we want to go all the way back. Yeah, we're going to start at the beginning. So the... Validium. The, um, uh, Rassilon and Omega, Omega create or do something with this metal that gives... They created a metal, a living metal called Validium. Val validium, yep. yeah. Um, that was supposed to be the ultimate defense for Gallifrey. And apparently, <clears throat> I don't know if it's actually said in this in this story or if it was reading about it. Because holy crap, the the TARDIS Wikia page that gives you the entire history of the Time Lords is in, it's bonkers. But um, uh, apparently, the first Doctor took some with him, or, or it left with the first Doctor, and that's how it got onto the universe. Da -da 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 -da. There's a living metal. It's a defense right, thing. Right. It's vibranium or okay. whatever, whatever you want to call it. It's vibranium. It, it's unobtainium. Yeah. It uh, crashes on Earth in the somewhere in the six, 1600s. Yep. Right? This yep. woman who is sort of a jerk uh, lady. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of a jerk. She poisons people. Yeah, she's kind of a jerk. Lady Blood Rain or whatever her name is. Mm hmm. She builds, she has the, uh, someone carve it into a likeness of her. I don't know that. Did someone? Did they say that, or did it assume her form, or she I made it into no her form? No idea, Dan. Because later, <clears throat> the nemesis says that, "Do you like this form? Isn't it beautiful? I, I have been forms that would horrify you or terrify you." Okay. So I, I feel like it just kind of shapeshifts so a lot. The, the itself to look liquid like metal maybe. Terminator. It has a know. bow and an arrow. Why? Don't know. No reason. Right? I mean, it can be any shape, and that's part of it. So why? Okay, sure. Okay, and maybe so, it just needs to be. So then the doctor together, tracks it down to Earth, mm -hmm. right? It's got to be the same doctor because she recognizes uh, him. Potentially not. From what I was again, what I was yeah, reading, yeah, but she and knows for him. sure. She yeah. says that's the doctor from far away when she's with the uh, Renfair. Johnny, that little man who uh, just wants to hold hands with her. Someone, ha someone had retconned that it, it was likely to have been the second doctor. For whatever reason, I don't, and I didn't really she read through all this, so who knows? Sees him but says that's the guy. But I was just gonna say, the seventh Doctor and the second Doctor are the most closely. Is he looking up? <laughs> I think. I mean, and they act like. I, I feel like the seventh Doctor takes bits from other Doctors, but he, I, in my mind, he is most closely okay. aligned with the who, second Doctor. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Minor okay, point. Fine. You know, whatever. It's all minor so plot he, points. Yeah, <laughs> None he, of it makes he sense. He comes down. He realizes <laughs> this stuff's too powerful. Sure. Uh, to fall into human hands. And and a side note, this is the first time that I remember the doctor saying something so anti-human. 
where he talks about a bunch of bad decisions, like yeah. when a fish crawls out of the of the earth. This is on the this worst planet. decision like, since yeah, the yeah. Uh, life climbed out of the primordial right. Usually soup he's very, on this he planet. He loves humans, and he's he's I'm amazed and fascinating. But this was sort of like it was a terrible mistake, and it's gone on. Too I long. I had yeah, I had two reads on that line. I, I can't remember exactly what he says, but it was like it was the worst thing, the worst decision since life climbed out of the primordial whatever on on this planet. Does he mean like that was the first bad mistake that that life actually began on Earth, or a more charitable reading is like since the beginning of human history, this is the worst, and I, it, it has to be the latter because the Doctor loves humanity. So yeah, I weird. took it. As but anyway, like, it doesn't matter. If that never happened, we wouldn't be in all the messes we're in. All right, so well, any let's get all the way too. back. Doctor yeah. tracks this stuff, realizes it's too powerful to someone could have because if you have all of it, you can do timey stuff anything anything you want whatever you can destroy any planet complete power over life and destruction i mean so it's super dangerous okay. he breaks yeah. it into three parts by literally Apparently. taking an arrow off and taking a bow leaves two of the parts on the earth yeah and then launches the other mm -hmm. the other thing into space now at the yep. end we realize this is a master plan of his because he's gonna launch it into space, knowing it's gonna somehow attract the Cybermen into the mm -hmm. future, and he can use it to destroy them. All right, but well, why not yes, just? That's just, exactly right. Right. Okay. But and and the orbit of the comet becomes a comet because it gets is is uh, degrading, so it's getting a mm -hmm. little bit closer to Earth each time. Mm -hmm. Each pass, every twenty five years, something horrible happens. Yeah. So the doctor caused World War One and the assassination of John F. Kennedy because as these things right. pass, these horrible right. events happen. So that's yeah. maybe not the most well thought out plan, right? The ends justify the means. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's that and is what he, he's so implying. So she, this lady, um, uh, lavender pants, whatever her name is, she's lady also a, a sorceress. She's a, into the black arts, right? So she's listening to mayhem and. Eating people Put a brains. pin in that. I want to come back to that okay. later, but yes. So yes. she develops time travel tonic. Not sure. Yes. Maybe it's something to do with because she has the bow. Right. She's got the bow and the arrow at that point. She has only the arrow. She only has the arrow because someone mm -hmm. stole the bow. The bow. Something gets stolen. Well, we don't know where it is in the 1600s, but she the doesn't Nazis have the bow. Have the Nazis get that later, but we don't know at that moment in the early 1600s when they... Drink the time potion and get all wacky. We don't know where the bow is. So or the, yeah, right. we don't know where the bow Somehow is. Somehow she knows all of this. So she's yes. like, I know the doctor launched it as a comet. And she hires this old dude. Hey, you got to figure out when, when we can get the comet. That makes sense. So she's like, yep. well, it's going to land in 1988. And she's like, give me that time juice. And she gets Renfair Johnny. And they both uh, kill him because they need blood for this. It's like a weird time travel, black magic, whatever. Then yeah. they drink the it, then magic, they go right? forward in the future expecting to mm -hmm. get the statue, but they don't have the bow, so how are they going to get the bow? They know where the bow is? Did they always... I don't think they do. Okay. No, it's not clear. And then not there's the Nazis, and I don't know how the Nazis know about all of this. Let's assume Hitler knew. Let's say, okay, so it's part of the quest for the Grail and the Ark of the of Covenant, course. and, and right. also, well, you need the bow of... Uh, the Rangor, the nemesis. Or whatever. Nemesis. <laughs> Frank Orf. 
Uh, and okay, and so that's basically it, right? And then it's yeah. all the doctor's plan to kill the invisible Cybermen fleet that he's not where that are there. But then he gets an idea that they're there, but he must have known they were coming. So did we? Did he really know that? Like that felt so convenient at the end. It was. It was almost like we were talking at the top of this. This uh, before we started this review of like the doctor presents himself um, or herself in this case as being bumbling but really has a master plan that doesn't let anyone in on it and it really all comes together this just felt way too convenient like oh no 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 i knew the cyber fleet was going to be here in 1988 when this thing crashes again right well, this um, is so that way i can kill them which seems nuts i mean that just it's that's nuts. crazy it's completely that crazy. doesn't make any sense and sure the doctor's yoga know, master tactician and he has the advantage of being able to see through time and space. So maybe he could figure something like that. It just feels so contrived. And Especially like you pointed it. out with these side effects of like causing World War One and for Hitler to annex. Uh, you know, it, it's, just, it's felt nuts. No, it's crazy. And plus, you know, you're saying it's a second doctor. So he's clearly run into maybe, the maybe, who a knows? number of times. If it's not the second doctor and it's this doctor. Which, which is the way feels more runs, realistic. Yeah, He doesn't even remember in the beginning... The alarm's going off like I needed to be somewhere and do something. Remember, he's got the little. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's far enough away that he's forgot. It just seemed like. Yeah, that's actually an argument for uh, it not to be this doctor because we've seen everything in his timeline. You know, this is a world, Dan, where yeah. you can go see, uh, you know, John Coltrane jazz uh, tribute band and then get a tape signed and then get dump jump in the water. And you're worried the tape's going to get, uh, you know, Ace is like, I hope my tape doesn't, tape's not okay, Ace. That signature's going to smudge. Been fine. Oh, the sti- signature, unless it was a smudge. Sharpie, if it was a Sharpie, been a Sharpie, then it's okay. And uh, magnetic uh, recording device is pretty, uh, it's pretty resilient. Yeah. It's a good it, choice, Ace. Good choice. I liked all the, I liked all the jazz stuff. I liked the yeah. weird, just the, again, the Nazis were always, are always a good villain. Um, that it opens with that weird guy that I didn't know where like you're going with that. That sentence. guy yeah. that works for Trump. The oh, what's his face? It was up. Right. Whatever that dude's name is. Um, yeah, the time travel cocktails. But again, it's all very. It's very weird. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, when you describe the timeline like that, I mean, it just <clears throat> there was there was throughout this this story there were the the references to chess. So it's trying to make the um, the argument that the doctor really is one step ahead. Yeah, and he's, he's planning, planning all these things game. out, and right. he's playing this long game. So he really did plan that. You know, in 350 years, the Cybermen will show up, and I can kill them then with this thing. But here's another mystery. Here's another mystery. So sure. the um, I guess it's the Cybermen have already landed on Earth, and they have mm-hmm. planted. Uh, robotic gas things to gas. Is that what happened? I thought that was a Cyberman that planted that. It could have been the Nazi. That makes a lot more sense because I didn't know why the nemesis would do something well, like that. Well, how does the was... cop get under the car? Like, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> I know. Gas, and then when they find the bodies, he's halfway under the car. So I felt like he was doing his own thing when the gas went off. Oh man, I was thinking about that too. That that made me laugh whenever I saw it because I, I was picturing. Okay, the cameras haven't started rolling yet. the The director, the you know, the director's on set, set calling places. That actor decides to get down on the ground and then shimmy under the car, and they're just like, "I guess that's that's Pete. That's so just what he weird. does. He's just gonna go under cars." 
it made no sense. I thought maybe at first when I saw him, I thought he got killed by a car. I thought the car ran over him, but he just he got drowsy and slipped underneath. Um, but I didn't know where those vents that spray out the poison gas or whatever it is. Uh, I don't know where they came from. I th- I assumed it came from the Nemesis because don't we see that before we see Cybermen? No, we. Yeah, we see them. No, before but they we land on their ship, but. Before that, I, I, I they they land on their ship after that. I believe. after that, but I, I, yeah. I assume they were they had landed on the planet, set some stuff up, and flew, and were waiting for everyone to get there. I mean, I it guess. was like a trap because that's where again. How how did the I don't know. I'm, I'm getting confused again. How did the body of the statue? Because the body of the statue is in the meteor, right? So it yes. lands. And then yes. the the cops go to it, and then the Nazis go to it, and then the mm-hmm. Renfair Johnny and his lady friend go to it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then they take the the Cybermen get the body, and then they take it to her grave because the Cybermen are like, once she sees her own death, she'll go mad. And then there's that f- weird line where she's screaming about something. Goes, is that the sound of a human going mad or whatever? Yeah. So that's their sure. plan with that was to I, to let her to to, to bank on the fact that she's going to go mad at seeing her. Yeah, I don't I don't they know. They already had everyone together. I don't know. It was very but I guess they got scared cuz she had the gold arrows. It's all very uh yeah, none all of over the place. Like it doesn't sense. make a lot of sense. And even at the end, I don't know, I'm jumping again to the end. Totally the fine. doctor decides to give, he's like walking the stuff in and he's handing the stuff over and he's like, now he's working with the Cybermen, he's not working with the Nazis. Yeah. Like, why doesn't the Cybermen just shoot every? Like a lot of times you're like, Cybermen, just shoot them and take the thing. Like the doctor comes yeah. in with the bow, they all could have just shot the doctor and he's doing the, the parlor trick with his umbrella hook yeah. and just hooking Pulls it people out. around. And it's just, I was like, what? I mean that's that's the case in in literally every Cyberman, every Dalek story. It's just stop saying exterminate, stop saying delete, just do it. Just shoot, 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 shoot until you kill them. Like apparently you're all horrible shots because you can never hit anything, um, except for people whose names we don't know and they just die by the dozens. But just just do it. And so like when Ace is stuck up on that gantry at the top and there's the Cyber Leader and there's the two Cybermen there, she has one gold coin left and her slingshot, and they just talk about killing her forever. And she just keeps turning between... Just, yeah. Shoot, just... So you can't go down that rabbit hole because it just I did no, li- nothing I did like her way. with the gold coin shooting, and I liked all of her action was, stuff. If you they, decide to buy into the whole, like, okay, we're going with this gold kills them thing, then yes, then that was actually pretty cool, getting to see her do this kind of action role, which I loved, you know, in previous stories as well. I think she did that really well. Um, so it was nice use of that. Um, it's just, if you think about it too much, it makes your brain hurt and wonder why they decided to do any of it. But Yeah, and you mentioned yeah. it's an anniversary show, so we should point out, like, the Brigadier was in it. Uh, some Someone else was in it, too. Oh, in the uh, tourist? Yeah, like stuff? little cameo... Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know how well you could actually see I had no idea. those people. I had no idea. I didn't know until I read afterwards, either. Um, until I had read that somewhere and did something. I think that's really nice that that happened, but okay, cool. Um, so we get to see a, a stand-in for Queen Elizabeth, which was kind yes. of fun. Um, uh, you know, being being Americans, um, the only tell for me was the you know the 
the outfit and the corgis. And I was like, oh, okay, good. So I don't know if it, <laughs> it was more obvious. Other people was like, wait a minute, is that? It must be, right? And then obviously it was. Yeah. Um, so that I, was kind of cool. Figure that. I mean, the way oh, they, they played it. Here's the thing. I mean, no, clearly it obviously was. But at first, I, anyway. Um, here's the thing that I've... Uh, so after I watched... This is a little, little inside how I prepare for the show. So I, I try, Eric and I try not to read anything about these stories before we get to them. We want to see them fresh. Um, so I watched it first and then afterwards I will go back and read things about it. So I'll go to, you know, TARDIS, go to TARDIS Wiki or go to Wikipedia, whatever, and read some of these things. Um, particularly as I'm filling through my notes and making sure I didn't miss anything, um, I'll read some of these things. A lot of the breakdown of these stories mentioned scenes that weren't available to us. So there are whole chunks of dialogue and scenes missing. Um, Wait, not available to us, but they aired or they just never even So aired. that's what I was getting to. Yeah, it seems as though what's on BritBox right now, which you guys know that's that's how we're watching these because um, it's the only thing that's really available to us unless we're going to buy all of them. It seems that this is based on the DVD version that uh, was released as opposed to the VHS release, which has a bunch of extra scenes. That's weird. So, so why we are, are they... we are not watching we're not watching the full extended what is called the extended version. We're watching the shortened version. But are we watching what aired? Like did the VHS have that scenes I... that were cut added in? Seems I... odd that they wouldn't you know, usually you get more stuff as it goes on. Yeah, I couldn't find the answer. I think that the VHS and folks please correct me as I'm sure you will. I I feel like the VHS would have been the original release. The DVD was a shortened one. Um that included some extras on the dvd that were you know deleted scenes but apparently even that had some scenes that were missing scenes and dialogue so it had like bloopers and extra deleted scenes but not necessarily could you watch a recreation of the extended vhs version on that dvd so there's there's a moment um like this i wasn't like drunk or anything when i was watching this but there there wasn't a scene when the doctor and uh ace go into what's supposed to be windsor castle and they get you know uh they're gonna go find the the queen, but these the guards. Yes. Um, okay. So they get them, and the doctor explains. You know, we came here traveling through space and time, so we saw that. But there, we didn't ever see him put on glasses and try to hypnotize the guards, did we? No. Is that a okay? Scene so that was cut? okay, great. So that's uh, <laughs> that's what I read. That I was like, wait a minute. I had to yeah, go back to the scene, print box version of box. He just says, "Okay, I guess the national we're not gonna get armed forces." And I want you know. And then they just walk like, off. Can't they call unit? At- you know, isn't sure, unit still a sure. thing? Maybe it's not a sure, thing. Sure, maybe. Point. But at that point, in the version we see, they're like, okay, I guess we don't, no use for the military. And they just walk off. These people who had trespassed into the castle, <laughs> into <makes> the <laughs> private, how did they get the hell out of it's there? Like, well, that's how they got away, apparently. I, I guess. We haven't seen this, right, but they got out of there because of some them. hypnoglasses or something. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I thought for sure, okay, they're getting arrested or now we're gonna, these people are going to be part of it in some way and they're not right and and and, uh, shout out too to the two guys in the members only jacket with those uh walkman headphones that are uh servants of the uh, cyber dark lord oh wait cyberman yeah i like that little yeah the 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 worst assassins and then they get killed and the doctor yeah they were dead anyway they were dead inside real dark so yeah again this is this is maybe me being perpetually drunk when I'm watching this. Really was it about the though. rich lady in the limo and why was well, that in there? Let's not skip over her. I want to come back to her because she's fantastic. Why was um, that in there? So, whenever, whenever uh, uh, the Nazi Supreme 
oh, DeFlores, is trying to bargain with the, the Cybermen, and they're, like, basically kill him. We see him later in a scene with the headphones on. Yeah, because he got turned, but then he doesn't But then doesn't he like... later not have the headphones again? Because uh, then they're in the warehouse with yes. the... At the end, right? Because it's a standoff yeah. with the three of them. So why did he... Yeah, I good point. I feel like we must be missing some scenes there because I don't understand what happened. They said kill him. We don't need him anymore. Kill him. But so they 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 don't kill him, but they apparently turn him into a Cyberman. But then he doesn't have it anymore, so he wasn't really turned. Which means that the guys that they killed, uh, the the assassins, weren't really. Uh, what happens just to the Nazis all over at the, the place. end? Uh, they had a party. They had a little. No, no. Serious oh. question. I don't remember what their resolution was. Did they get killed? They both got killed yeah. by the Cybermen, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The, the the last Nazi guy, he goes to grab it, and then the Cyberman's still alive, and he yep. shoots him. Shoots him in the back, which seemed like the Doctor oh, can we talk had about no plan end? for that. He had no plan, no end game there, except hoping that someone survived someone to shoot the guy in the back. But okay, so why does the woman, Lady uh, uh, Painfart, pa- Panty Face, or whatever her name is, jump into the open grave? And then become I, a statue. I have no and then idea. And she gets shot into space. And he's like, I thought you programmed this thing. Their whole, the Cybermen and the Doctor's deal is very, they needed at least a, a lawyer or somebody to, you know, at least a notary <laughs> or something. To, well, I don't know what the terms of the deal were, but the Cybermen were happy. And then he's like, didn't you tell them to help me out? He's like, yeah, but they blew you up anyway. He says to the nemesis do you do you understand the instructions that i've given you that you've been given and it says yes but the doctor's like well it, the it understood but you didn't ask if it was going to obey the instructions and the doctor given it other instructions instead so I guess. whatever All the doctor says the go original, blow this thing up his original you know 17 moves ahead chess game yeah and we we also should talk a little bit about what they've been introducing with this mysterious backstory of the doctor, this mystery. We get more of that in this. We get I the guess. first time where they're using the title of the show. Not the first time, but whenever they do that, it's always worth pointing out where they're like, Doctor Who? Question mark. Right, right. Uh, who is this guy? What's he okay. hiding? The, the, the witch sorceress woman, she knows it because the statue told her. Uh, so what you know? Do I don't think we ever see that resolved, but that so is, this is part of what they're building to. Yeah, I mean, this is the stuff that I've always say is right up my alley. It's that whole world building mythos stuff that I that I tend to love. But in this case, it didn't do anything. Like the so uh, Lady Paintfort has has this information from the Nemesis about the history of the Time Lords going back to the the old times, the times of chaos, which I didn't really know anything about. I had to go look that up, but it was the time. Before Rassilon, it was when the the Time Lords. Please, guys, I'm sorry. I'm just reading this stuff, and I didn't read all the novels, and that's where a lot of this comes from. So I I don't know all this except what I've just read. So bear with me if I'm wrong. Um, but there was uh, the time. The earliest time was before the universe was kind of uh, had any rules to it, and it was infinite possibility. Um, the the dominant. Um, uh, organizing principle around the Time Lords was uh, around kind of mysticism and religion. And then later, Rassilon comes along and it's uh, it leans towards science instead. And um, so it was during this time of chaos between, um, uh, you know, 
mysticism and science being the the two forces that were kind of uh, dominating the Time Lords. Um, and the proponents of the, the mysticism part, they actually go on, uh, get exiled and become the Sisters of Karn that we see later. Um, anyway, so it's that thing. I think it's Karn, isn't it, Dan? Karn. I'm sorry, it's The Karn. Sisters I'm, of Karn, that's actually a pretty good Karen name. Karn is what I band. said, but that's a place in Australia. Um, okay, well, that's interesting. I didn't know any of that stuff where where the Sisters of... You know, for what it's worth, it might not be 100% right. This is just my summary. But yeah, but the doctor has but, something but, 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 to do. Can I just finish? I just want to finish one We're thing. still going. So this is what she knows about it. But that's not anything about the doctor. Like, why would he care? Well, she never if says he, what she reveals knows. this. She never says what she well, knows. She says that I will tell you. I can say, uh, you know, I know all the story of the Time Lord. I know that from the old times and the times of chaos. Like, so it's nothing no, that has any impact on the doctor. He didn't do any of I this think stuff. They were, bi- and I was it the previous story or one of the stories they started this whole thing. Um, okay, which was the doctor was involved something with Rassilon and Omega. Like, he had a bigger role in this, the creation of everything. Okay. Then we know Oh, right, about. true. Yeah. So that, she's aware of whatever that is. And whether it's a dark thing, he did something he wasn't supposed to do, or whatever. Mm. They're mm. sort of hinting at who he really is, and maybe he's not such a good, good person. Or he's got some okay. kind of darker secret hidden. I mean, that's the, that's the way I, I don't see yeah. where it's coming from. Like, it it just didn't seem to... It's because they're not giving you enough of it because maybe they don't know what it is yet. Yeah, that's kind of, that's you know? yeah, that's exactly right. It doesn't feel like... It's like, we're just going to drop these hints to things and we'll just figure it out later. We're just going to paint ourselves into a corner with the story. But here's something. Um, yeah, so that it just... It, it ended up being more confusing and less um, satisfying than I think it could have been. But yeah, maybe that was to a point of what they were... Maybe they had a much bigger plan to this, and if the series had gone on a few more seasons, then maybe that would have come to fruition and would have right. been awesome. Let's but talk as about it was, her. it didn't. And then there was the whole like Doctor Who, and then at the end, which was kind of cute, um, the Doctor kind of looking right to camera and shushing, yeah, which was which yeah. was kind of nice. But, so let's anyway, talk about the rich stuff. American woman and why is yeah. she in it. And I and it's it's a it's a couple of cut back and forth to a scene of her you know this woman that used to live her ancestors lived near Lady whatever and they got poisoned and they're terrible people. Mrs Remington but it's yep. just to get a ride there's uh-huh. no it's a whole woman with lots of lines and and what's the what was the point of any of that we already know she's a bad person. Fun. It was fun. It was fun. I <laughs> loved everything about Mrs. Remington. Um, apparently, and I, I'm sorry, this is my ignorance. I didn't know who the actress was. Um, oh, okay. So uh, is she from the show previous? No, 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 no. Um, sorry, someone on Twitter who, I think David um, mentioned this to Twitter. Um, oh, he says, let's play the most unlikely uh, star cameo in Doctor Who. Dolores Gray is the actress's name. And she has done literally everything. Award-winning actress, uh, stage, screen, um, everything. Um, so I've probably seen her a dozen times before and just didn't recognize her at all. Doesn't matter. I think Mrs. Remington is her uh, best role <laughs> that she could have ever had. It's just such a fun character. Uh, she's dealing with two psychos dressed up in Ren Faire uh, outfits, speaking nonsense, and she is just the most <laughs> gracious woman in the world. Sure, honey. Sure, honey. Sure, we are. Just 
fan-freaking-tastic and dripping with jewels. And the way, oh, she was terrific. That fur that she was wearing, I was, it was great. It could have been, it could have been anything, could have been a throwaway line. They, do, they could have, you know, just, she got in the car and got to where they needed to go. But thankfully, they get, gave us, you know, five minutes with her. And that, that made it a lot more fun. I know. I, so. For me, all that <laughs> It didn't true, do anything for you? But it was just like, why, have her a part of the story or that would have been a great, way to put a cameo from someone from the show's history since it's the 25th sure right yeah that would have been nice like the brigadier could have picked her up or sarah jane some I, I, whatever whatever it is i don't know it just oh my goodness if it had like, been sarah jane i was like that okay well amazing. how is this gonna tie in or why is this scene in there and just it's for fun it's literally just a ride it was just, just for fun 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 ride All i right. i loved it I don't think there was anything it's crazy fine. about it. Everything's fine. And then how does it end? So it ends, and in the, in the, we get the mystery, and he kills literally all the Cybermen, and this is the last mm-hmm. appearance of the Cybermen from what I've read yep. in, the old, in the old series. In the old series, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and she's like, and that's what you did to the Daleks. So I guess the Daleks are gone, and the Cybermen are gone. Yeah. And that's it. All done. Neatly tied up. Yep. And then they go and uh, get a little serenade by uh, Captain Ponytail and his yep. uh, loop-playing friend. So that was fun. Yeah, I um, don't know this jazz, but you may like this doctor. Yeah, <laughs> and who was his friend? Who was the? All of a sudden, there was another. Wait, were they oh, back in the sixteen hundred? Or they were like outside the, a cafe in modern times when he's playing? That was hard to tell, but I, I think they're back. No, they were. They, they must they have been say back, it. and that's who they who say was. that they are. Yes, because it was not clear at the beginning either. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I I, I just I'm glad I, I everything like worked out for him. Reviewing jazz, it is meaningless, and I like that they stopped the Cybermen with jazz, and I like that they mm-hmm. took several times to just listen to her beatbox, and just sort of chill and and just listen to the. Yeah, that actually took me down a little rabbit hole of looking at all the boomboxes from the 1980s, and there are apparently. Just like anything in the world, there are serious diehard collectors of these um, objects, these artifacts from the 80s. But I loved seeing the giant boombox that uh, was kind of recreated by the Doctor. I just thought that was so cool. Um, So, yeah, I spent a little while uh, (laughs) searching through old uh, boomboxes, which was kind of awesome. Um, Something I want to come back to from earlier that you had mentioned was the black magic. Okay. Um, because they, they take a potion and then somehow they're able to go through time, uh, because of something, 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 the arrow, something. Um, I did get a little bit of a spoiler. What do you mean? Ish. No. That this black magic that seems like magic, that doesn't seem like it makes any sense in the story. Like no explanation, just one throw throwaway line. And the doctor refers to it as magic. As black magic. Yep. Um, this comes back in the next season. Oh, okay. In another story. So the, the explanation for how that works, apparently, and I, I'm not going to say anymore because you don't want spoilers. I don't I wish want spoilers. I hadn't, and so I, I wish I hadn't read that. It's just know that that does actually kind of apparently get explained how that works. All right, without why. spoiling it then, I don't know if you can talk around this. When you say the concept of magic's repeating or no. we see characters from this, we're going to see more of the lady. Why or... that thing worked in the way that it did okay. is the thing that gets resolved. Apparently. I, I Again, I read two sentences that I wish I hadn't read, but that's that's uh, seems like what's going to happen. Right. But at the time, I noted in my notes, like, why would they say black magic and, and not follow up on that? That just seems so out of character for the show. Um, but then it kind of either gets retconned to the next season or that was the plan to kind of draw bits and pieces of other stories together in the next season, which is kind of cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we only got six more s- episodes. There's not much coming. Yeah, there's not much left. 
Do you have um, anything else to add on this, Dan? So there's that, there's that. Oh, um, there is, and well, we can link to it on the show page, but, and I want to watch this later. I just didn't realize it was available on YouTube. There are, uh, there's a making of, um, that is available on YouTube. It was produced by, I think, New Jersey, uh, public television. Um, but it is American. Um, and they go on set, uh, during the making of Silver Nemesis and they have some, uh, footage of the rehearsals and interviews with the doctor and um uh ace uh so so that's i'm looking forward to watching that there's there's two parts of that um i sent you links to those earlier eric but we'll put those on the show page as well so you guys should definitely take a look at that if you haven't already i'm gonna look forward to to watching that after i record this didn't have time beforehand um oh and also just a small thing this is the you know the silver anniversary um and the setting is november 23rd which is the original air date for Doctor Who, Unearthly Child, which is November 23rd. There so you go. kind of cool. Little, little tie-in. Little small nods to it where they didn't do like a big, you know, multi-part several Doctors thing for a Milestone episode. But that was, that was pretty cool. Uh, I will say, uh, because people always tell me or tell us that mm-hmm. we, we get things wrong and we shouldn't necessarily look things up. So yeah, I will source when, when I said about the Cybermen were added later. Uh, so this was from Wikipedia. So who knows? Uh, and so supposedly writer Kevin Clark, uh, who who had written this, had said that he had seen very little of Doctor Who, uh, that he had met with the production team without any idea of what his proposed story would be about, and he made up the story on the spot in front of a Jonathan Nathan Thomas uh, and Tim <laughs> Allen. <laughs> Jonathan Nathan Turner. Uh, that this story was supposed to be the Doctor is literally God. Though it was not realized on screen, it goes on to write. The Cybermen were added later at the request of Nathan Turner to tie in with the program's silver anniversary. That's weird. So the Doctor is being God, I guess, because of his, you know, the, the the theme of that is he's got this whole plan and he orchestrated this entire thing. Yeah. You know. Okay. Whatever. I mean, sure. Anyway, I wanted to point that out because in case it Thank is you. wrong, at least you will cite your sources where, That's always I, important. Uh, where I got that from. Do we cool. have anything else, Dan? Can we get no, to the feedback? No, I think we feedback? nailed it. Let's do the feedback. All right. Let's feedback. see what you thought. What did you think, uh, Feedback. Listeners? Let's check out what the uh, Twitters said. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, that I'm just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Um, let's see. Okay, Uncle Beard says, apparently, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, the producer... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's just a joke that I Never can't not stop. make. Uh, insisted that the neo-Nazis weren't identified as such on screen. However, absolutely everything else on screen gives it away. Nice idea. Having two takes on prophecies, theirs, and Lady uh, Painfort's. Wait, hold uh, on. Wait a minute. so funny. Wait, I'm oh. misunderstanding. They're saying they never are identified as Nazis? They never specifically what about say the that they're neo-Nazis. They never say in words <laughs> oh, that they gotcha. are. But there's that, that opening scene in the back <laughs> across the desk <laughs> and there's like a swastika paperweight <laughs> and there's Hitler in the background. Right. Uh, they're there, playing. Is there supposed no, to be a line where he says, Steve, are we we're still Nazis, right? Still Nazis. <laughs> what are we doing this they week? Say are we Nazis? Reich. They toast to the Fourth Reich. Fourth Reich. Right. They're playing they're playing Wagner in the background. <laughs> like it oh, is. We forgot. Yeah, they lean heavily on the Wagner. They're, and they're, they even say, when they, they go into the, the like you said, and they say it again. Are you familiar? It's like we get it. 
and it's like very boys from Brazil. They got the whole like South America thing. He's in the living room, and it's just nothing but blonde oh, uh, soldiers. And also, I forgot this thing opens with them shooting birds. It's yeah. like beautiful animals, and they're, they're, and then it cuts back to the 1600s where she's also killing animals. So yeah, that whole thing. Was there any? There was no way that he was actually. Uh, uh, what's his name? DeFlores, the neo-Nazi head. Uh, he had that huge, like, hunting compound bow. There was no way he had the, the strength to pull that back. <laughs> that was never going to happen. No. Thank God he was interrupted. But Redfair Johnny did, and that guy was phoning in his pullbacks. It was like, yeah. you're not hitting anything. Only Lady Painfort really seemed to have any skill or talent in that area, uh, yeah. which is kind of nice. Um, okay, going back to the, the tweeters, uh, Bernard says, uh, the extent of VHS in 93 was nicknamed Sillier Nemesis, which is pretty, pretty good, okay. uh, which says it all. So the story goes, uh, the story is so out of joint, it wouldn't have looked out of place in series 11. Um, and I agree. I mean, there's just pieces that are, I don't know if it's just because we're missing scenes or if it's just the way that the story was kind of architected. It. It does feel disjointed and confusing, as you've just witnessed us trying to piece it back together in our brains. Um, so that's fun. Uh, what else do we have here? Sorry if I don't catch everyone. I'm just scrolling through the timeline here. Uh, user Nitro9, great name. Uh, they put out a series of behind-the-scenes vignettes to help commemorate the 25 years, and I found them much more memorable than the actual episode. But uh, Ace taking out Cyberman with her gold coin slingshot was very entertaining. I like that, too. Yeah. And yep. I liked her blowing up the ship. Yeah. I question about that. So she must have had an entire, her entire backpack full must have been full of Nitro-9. <laughs> because we saw in the previous story that one canister of Nitro-9 couldn't kill Fifi. So presumably it must have been like a dozen canisters of Nitro-9 to blow up a oh, cyber Fifi. ship. Right? Yeah. It had to have been. Otherwise, it's just maybe it's very inconsistent um, in her mixing of, cyber, of uh, Nitro-9. So thank you for that. Um, Bernard also said, Kevin Clark uh, is the great pretender of who? Uh, Kevin Clark being the uh, writer of this. Uh, even had the barefaced cheek to claim that uh, in a Doctor Who magazine interview at the time that the show's writing had been in a trough for years until he came along. Ew. So this guy who wrote one doc this was his first Doctor Who story, and only, I think, story, he single-handedly saved the writing for Doctor Who? <laughs> Wait, he really <laughs> said that? Uh, and he I, only this is, wrote this is one what Bernard episode? says, and Bernard has corrected us on other things, so I I, I trust his uh, insight here. So that feels crazy right. to me. Um, uh, Chris Tips uh, says it's fine, not great, but has one of the best lines in Who. Uh, who did this to you? Social workers. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That that, was you loved that delivered. one. Um, okay, let's see. Na 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 na. So we got this. Uh, uh, WJ Bird said uh, the misguided, the misguided attempt to make a Cyberman action movie with the budget and technology of a wedding video. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Someone, had to, I think, it was Bernard said to us before to, that we should enjoy the studio uh, and film scenes while we had them because it was going to get worse in the later series. This was it. Yeah. The, the video looks so bad throughout this entire story. It is horrible. At least we did. You know we. We should have appreciated it while we had it, but we, they had the studio pieces before. That at least those were on film. It was the outdoor ones that didn't look so great, but they were okay. And everything just looks like crap the whole way through. Um, that video just looks looks terrible. It does look like it was a bad wedding videographer. So, so there's that. Um, 
So yeah, so that was it, uh, mostly for the tweets. Sorry, again, if I missed any of those, but thank you for writing in. We did get a couple of emails. Let me see if I can find those here. Do you have anything you want to bring up while we're... Uh, I can read a review. We got an iTunes review, which I like. Although it is a old iTunes review that's been updated. So I guess, does that count as reading it? Yeah, read it. Okay. So I want to hear it. I I haven't seen it. So so while you do that, this comes to us from Chuck, SNYC. Hope this keeps going. Parentheses updated. So that was his original subject. And now we've got the updated... Uh, Eric and Dan are extremely entertaining, and their love of Doctor Who is infectious. If you want to sit back and enjoy some Doctor-centric conversations, this is the podcast for you. I wrote the above review on February 20th, 2016. Now, almost three years later, I like this little retrospective review looking back, I decided to come back and update it. Dan and Eric have been plugging uh, plugging along for 70 episodes, and they have definitely hit their stride. The easy dialogue between them is upbeat and funny uh, and Aww. peppered with sadness. I added that last part. <laughs> Just, that's, that's look look under the hood, and that's what you get is sadness. And, the lo- <laughs> and their love for the show is still infectious. This last episode, number 70, The Happiness Patrol, was so much fun to listen to. TODWS is a podcast that gives you the feeling of just hanging out with people who enjoy what you enjoy and love to talk about it. If you're looking for a podcast that entertains, Aww. occasionally informs, uh, <laughs> oh, a little shade gets Zig, I like always, it. It always has a good time with Classic Doctor Who. This is the one uh, for you. Well, I added that. Thank you. Part. This is the one. All right. Thank you, Chuck. I appreciate I'm gonna you cry. Uh, visiting your review and, and, and keeping up with us and letting us know that we've gotten better. It and only took us about 70. Our stride. <laughs> it only took us about 70 episodes yeah, to get our stride. Fine. That's not bad. That's totally reasonable. Oh, my God. That's a lot. Right, that's oh, okay. it. That's so it do. as far as uh, reviews. The if you reviews. want to leave a review, you can go to iTunes. Uh, please yep. do and leave us a review there or wherever. And if podcast. you're outside the country, we won't get them right away. We get we have a service. We'll get them every every month or so. So if you have um, if you're not in the U.S., we'll see that yeah. uh, later. We did get uh, two emails. Um, so first of all, this is uh, from uh, Paul Paranoid uh, says that there's a bunch of Big Finish audio on Spotify. Oh, nice. I I had stopped the Spotify. When Apple Music came out, I just found that to yeah, be a better integration. So I'm, I'm using Apple Music. I kind of miss Spotify a little bit, but um, I will go and check that out, out as well. And he has some recommendations here. Um, Seventh yeah. Doctor Story, Flip Flop, um, et cetera. So, so that's awesome. I um, am very much looking forward to listening to some of these things, even if they, hopefully they're available without a subscription. I'll just get some commercials or something, but I, I'm looking forward to that. So thank you for the heads up there, Paul. That yeah, that's me very, very happy. cool. Um, and uh, we got another email from uh, another Paul. Um, so thanks for writing. Uh, thanks, Paul. Paul. Says, uh, Silver Nemesis is a close contender with Remembrance of the Daleks for my favorite Seventh Doctor story. Mm. I don't think there's a bad Cyberman story in the whole of Classic Who, and this is no exception. Hmm. Okay. Well, you, I, I think you we've kind, given our thoughts on this. You kind of liked it, this story overall. That's how you sort of. I did like up. the story overall. I didn't really like it, so I definitely do not agree that. It was because I liked good. some. I think the the moments that we kind of pointed out as being highlights for me, outweighed the head-scratchingness of some of the weird plot pointing. But anyway, um, he goes on to say, 
Like Remembrance, the story shows how ruthless the Seventh Doctor can be in contrast to his previous incarnations. He has no qualms about playing off different foes against one another and is even prepared to deliberately put Ace in considerable danger. Though, yeah. as always, she doesn't disappoint blowing up a cyber ship and taking out half can of the Cybermen. Can you pause on that? I, yeah, I think that's great insight. Now, that's actually something I wrote down that I forgot about, that the Doctor does put Ace in danger a lot. And in the beginning... Yeah. Uh, per, first part of this, at, when when it's the standoff, the doctor like abandons Ace and jumps into the hole with the meteor and sort of leaves her out there with all these lasers, which I guess it's, you know, he trusts her enough to take care of herself. He's not going to handhold her the whole time, but he does sort mm-hmm. of really endanger her life on uh, more than one occasion. Yeah. Um, but uh, Ace is resourceful and one of the best companions ever in my opinion. Yeah, I really like uh, Ace. Uh, and lastly, he says, um, the only downside to the story is that the Cybermen are a weak villain. Everyone seems to have gold conveniently to hand. And I think the writers took this vulnerability too far. 150% agree. Just, that's just so silly. It was a great device the first time we saw it. And the doctor, you know, was able to take that piece of gold and mash it into the Cyberman's chest and kill him, whatever. But yeah, this seemed like going way overboard. Um, so I think we've spoken about that. Mm-hmm. So thank you for the, for the emails guys. Um, if you want to send us an email, you can send, send it to the old doctor who show at gmail.com. Um, you can also leave us comments on the website at the old doctor who show.com. You can leave comments on the individual, uh, story pages. Um, where we've done our reviews. You can go there also to see all the gifts that we put together um, from moments from each of the stories. Uh, we've been doing that for maybe the last half of them or so. Um, you can also leave a, a comment on the schedule page and let us know, uh, should we decide to go back through the Vortex again, which stories that we missed, we should definitely try to hit up um, the second time through. So please do that as well. You can follow us on Twitter at TODW Show. Uh, it's the same handle on Instagram and on Facebook. It is facebook.com forward slash T-O-D-W-S. Um, All right. I would like to add something. Do it. Um, going back to where we're talking about Spotify. Oh, yeah. I looked it up on Apple Music, and there was a number of things on Apple Music. So probably, oh the, probably the same thing. So if you just look at I never thought looking, to look. There's uh, a whole bunch of stories with... Tom Baker, there's stuff with um, David Tennant, Modern Doctors. It's all unabridged. I'm assuming this is all big finished stuff, right? Like Babel Sphere uh, is on here. Uh, it looks like Destiny of the Dalek, uh, Destiny of the Doctor series. I don't know. Is this know. is this big this finished or not stuff. big finished? I don't know. But there is a number. There's a lot of looks like uh, audiobooks or audio plays. I don't know on. why I never thought to look on Apple Music previously to see if they had any of this. I just, you know, with the name music, I thought it was just music. So This is exciting. Yeah, look so, at that. Yeah, yeah maybe we'll get it. Yeah, definitely. It looks like they have big finished stuff and not big finished stuff because big this audio is definitely stuff. big finish and it's a full cast audio drama with Tom Baker called The Osiden Adventure. Uh, so yeah, this is this is awesome. Stuff and so stuff. Now, uh, this is great. I got my weeks planned. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out to us, folks. Cool. Uh, anything else to wrap up with there, Eric? No, I mean, you hit up the uh, emails. Uh, P.O. Box is P.O. Box 2131, Red Bank, New Jersey, 07701. We love to get real things. And uh, if you are enjoying the show, please let us know. Please let other people know. 
because that's the best way to get the word out. Uh, if you're following along at home and watching the shows with us, our next story is the greatest yep. show in the galaxy, and that should be up in February on February sixth. Yep. So, so get, so to get us. Uh, that. We'll pull out. A, I'll put out a call for feedback from you guys before that uh, one gets recorded on the Sunday previous to the sixth. Um, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Let us know what you I'm think. Right here. Peace. Bye. Bye. Sound of silver, talk to me. Makes you want to feel like a teenager. Until you remember the feelings of a real live emotional teenager. Then you think again. Sound of silver, talk to me. Makes you want to feel like a teenager. Until you remember the feelings of a real live emotional teenager. Then you think again. Sound of silver, talk to me. Makes you want to feel like a teenager. Until you remember the feelings of a real life emotional teenager. Then you think again. Sound of silver, talk to me. Makes you want to feel like a teenager. Until you remember the feelings of a real life emotional teenager. Then you think again. Sound of silver, talk to me.